The full episode is now available on Patreon and YouTube memberships. Please see the link in the description for more details. Uh, so someone here asked me a question in regards to the tapestries. Mm. Uh, so you have this idea that Littlefinger wants the tapestries. It, it's a it's a moment. It was a Clash for Kings. Um, Clash of Kings, where Cersei sends Littlefinger tapestries from Robert's reign. Uh, it's actually that's actually in um, all the way in a Feast for Crows. So, okay, like, the tapestries originally appear in in a Game of Thrones. Um, the walls. So Robert, when ta- fucking tapestries. So the original tapestries uh, are originally the throne room uh, under the Targaryens had a bunch of dragon skulls on the wall. And um, which is it's actually a change for House of the Dragon that they put the dragon skull of Balerion like under underground already. Like, I think every time that after the death of the dragons, the dragon skulls like ended up on on the walls. Um, and so of, of the throne room. But uh, Robert didn't want that. Um, so he had them all removed and put, put them down in the basement. Where Arya has her whole scene with the dragon. I guess Tyrion and Shay go down there too. Um, and so he put up on his throne room walls uh, uh, scenes of hunt. Uh, and they just we just kind of know these as Baratheon tapestries with scenes of hunt in them. And that's and that's about all we know about the content of them. And so Cersei, when she comes in, is like, I don't I don't like anything that reminds me of Robert. So she takes them all down and Sansa actually sees them like in the corner, the tapestries. And then they kind of disappear, these tapestries. And then in um, in A Feast for Crows, uh, Cersei 4, uh, everybody's saying, hey, what's going on with Littlefinger and the Vale? The Lord's Declarant are, are causing, causing trouble. And Cersei's like, yeah, uh, Littlefinger hasn't sent me anything about about any trouble in fact the only thing he sent me was a request for some old tapestries of roberts that i'm that i'm gonna send him and they're like okay and so cersei apparently sends the tapestries to the veil and then Littlefinger, you know gets them out and he gifts them to um to um royce uh, the the junior Royce branch, so they're at that there at the, the gates of the moon, um, and um, and so the que- so everybody's like a lot of fans kind of say, well, what's up with all what's what what's up with these tapestries like, like why is this random thing like this random um, item keep appearing in the story like it has to be important right it has to be important. Um, like what, why are these tapestries going from Robert to Cersei to Littlefinger to Nestor Royce? Like, what does it mean? Um, and so there's various theories about it. And so like, uh, you can go from the boring to the more interesting. So, um, do you, do you want like the most boring of, of the theories on what the tapestries are? Is the most boring one is that Littlefinger is trying to convince Vale Lords and, and, and supporters in the Vale that, uh, Joffrey and Tommen are, are bastards because the no Baratheon no that's tapestries... that's the most that's the more interesting. <laughs> oh okay, that's that's what I know of it. What's the most boring one? The most boring is that Littlefinger gets these tapestries and hangs them up to let everyone know that 
uh, to remind everybody that the uh, that the throne and the Lannisters support Littlefinger. What? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. That like, of course, like everybody that's already it. knows that. Like, yeah, they give you Harrenhal. Like, yeah, obviously, like the Lannisters support you. But he's like, nah, you know, so that he can hang him up and everyone can be reminded. Oh yes, Cersei sent him those tapestries. Cersei must like must like Littlefinger. That's like the most boring of the theories. Is that like okay? But also, also possible. Okay, sure. But it's also like, why would George R. Martin go out of his way to like bring back these tapestries that could have easily just? It's just one of those things from Game of Thrones. It's like, who cares? Who cares about those tapestries? Like, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. need to bring them back. But now that he's brought them back, it's like, whoa! Why did you bring these back? You know. But the most boring of the theories is just like, oh, it's just to show people that he's he Cersei likes him, you know. And that there's nothing special about them. Um, the more interesting is that the more interesting theories are like, oh, that maybe if they're they're Baratheon banners, they would show Baratheons in them, and therefore they would have the black Baratheon hair, and people would be reminded that Tommen is a bastard, and they look at Maya Stone, who's there in the veil, as proof, um, and that essentially that they play the same role as the book from from a game of thrones because the original plan for what john aaron was doing was that he was he was going to have the book in one hand and he was going to have gendry in the other and he was going to say look this is like what robert's real child looks like and this book tells us like lineage and and what happens marriage and and children this is proof that like the children are bastards and so, it, in a sense, it's kind of the same thing. But in this place of Gendry, you have Maya Stone. And in place of the book, you have the tapestries. Interesting. Yeah, we, we've, dis- we've discussed this before. I never heard about the, the boring part. Uh, oh, yeah, because uh, why, I, I, why would you hear about that? Bo- like, it's like the most boring theory. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, okay. Like, what a theory. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so that so that's the tapestries, and you wanted to also bring in uh, something about garters and and uh, oh, regards to Hadi. <clears throat> well, well, this has more to do with um, this is actually dropped from Hadi. So in my latest um, overanalyzing House of the Dragon, you know we we get you know, things things start getting heated as as once again I'm like saying that there's no way that Harwin Strong is the father of Jace. Um, despite the fact that like, you know, the clearly Gildane, the, you know, the, the, the author of, of Fire and Blood the, is the George Standard. The George Standard is trying to make us believe that Harwood Strong is the father of all of the children, including Jace. But it's just like timeline wise, it just, things don't work with Jace. Um, Harwood Strong probably didn't father Jace. You know, he's, he's got broken bones he's not going to be near near because he can't be a foreign shield if he has broken bones it's just how is he getting in there to actually impregnate her but um but prior to this there's these issues of like at the wedding between rhaenyra and lanor in the in fire and blood this is not in hot d at all there's a tourney and it's the 
Fire and Blood says that Rhaenyra bestowed a garter upon Harwin Strong and uh, Lenor bestowed, uh, gave a garter to Joffrey. Which, in the context of where it's placed, like clearly Gildane is trying to make us think that these were tokens in the uh, tourney. You know, and that they're, they're they're choosing champions. And they're using their garters, and by using garters, you're, they're sexualizing it, and so it's used as evidence simultaneously that Rhaenyra is banging Harwin and that Lenor is banging Joffrey. This is like this implication of the garter, you know. Um, but but you know, in preparing this. Um, and I wanted to, like, when you think of a garter, what do you think? It's like a uh, sexy thing a woman puts on. <laughs> right, like, you think those, like, mini suspenders on the top of stockings, right? Right. Right? And so, like, when, so garters um, in medieval times were just, like, belts around somebody's calf to keep up their socks. So yeah, isn't it usually like a like very, somewhat decorative and, and kind of cute and all that? No, 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 no. Like there's like the wedding garter, which this is all like derived from the garter. But the original garter, a garter originally was just like a ribbon or a belt that you tied around your calf to keep your socks up. Like that's okay. an original garter. Like you know, Google if you Google medieval garter, you're, you're, you'll see it's just like a ribbon or a belt that somebody's put around their calf. Now, but of course, like when George... Oh, I see it here. This yeah. is this is not sexy at all. <laughs> right, right, right. However, it's not sexy at all. But when, when George R. R. Martin, like garter only appears once in All of Ice and Fire, and it's that reference. And so when he says garter and he mentions wedding, you're passing out garters at a wedding. You think of sexy wedding garter. Like you think of that thing high on a, on a, on a, on a bride's thigh. Um and so that sexualizes the scene and you're like, oh man, Rhaenyra is totally banging Harwin and, and, uh, Lenor is totally banging Joffrey garters. And then you kind of go, oh, well, uh, it's just like a belt around your calf. Like, uh, I guess that's not that sexy, but clearly he's trying to make it sound sexy. And especially when you're talking about weddings and garters, cause like we have a garter tradition uh, of throwing a garter at a wedding in, in the West. Um, and it turns out that like the garter tradition of throwing a garter out. Um, uh, I, I, you've been, you've been to some weddings, uh, Carmine. Yes, but I don't remember this part. <laughs> so, so at a wedding, there's, there's a, there's the bouquet toss and the garter toss. Yeah, of course. So the, the garter toss. Yes. So the, the bride throws her bouquet to a pack of women and whoever catches it is lucky in love. And the man um, goes up the, the bride's leg, takes the garter off of her leg, and then he tosses it out to the men and whoever the, you know, the man, the man who gets it is lucky in love. Right. Um, and so oh, he, oh, yeah. oh, this Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I don't think I don't ever been to a wedding where this happened, but oh, okay, yeah, interesting, right? I mean, the garter it's small and elastic, so it's not, it's, and the, and the men don't really care about it as much. So like you may, it, it's not a bit like as much of a deal as the bouquet toss because like one 
at a wedding, the bride is is in a really nice dress and attention is on the bride and she's throwing this bouquet and a bunch of women are fighting over it. And it's, it's, a, it's much more of a spectacle while the men are like, eh, who cares? This tiny little elastic thing that you can barely see. Like sometimes he'll he'll like slingshot it out and it's not that big a deal. But the the point is though, like garter, wedding garter, like all brides have this garter. We associate garters with weddings. We think of them being sexy because they're high on the thigh of a bride. And so, in a sense, like the scene from Hot D, uh, scene from Fire and Blood, like it only really works if we're thinking about it in a modern sense for being sexy. Um, and so like the sexualization of the scene like only works in a modern sense but but um but then all of a sudden like if you start looking at the, it gets more complicated when you start looking at the history of the garter toss so the garter toss actually comes from the betting ceremony so in medieval times there was a betting ceremony and to grab a piece of clothing from the bride and groom was considered lucky people didn't want to get groped so they because so they started throwing the clothes at people in order to not get groped <laughs> be like yeah yeah here's our here's our clothes don't grope us and tear it off and so the garter was something that was being thrown because it was part of the bedding ceremony to get torn off so now we're talking like wait a minute <sighs> When Rhaenyra and, and Lenor are giving out garters, like, or people are getting garters, like, are we talking about the betting ceremony? Are we even talking about, like, the tourney anymore? <laughs> like, it starts getting really weird and confused. Like, um, and at, at some point, like, I don't even know what George R. R. Martin is thinking because, because, uh, you know, at this point, because he kind of, like, shoves in this line and never mentions garters at all, ever, in, in Ice and Fire. But... You know, when you talk about garters and weddings, you have a single idea and it's related to the betting ceremony. And I think he would know about how the garter um, is the is the betting ceremony. So when like Harwin gets the garter, is he actually at the tourney getting bestowed a garter as 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 a champion in the joust? Or are we talking about the betting ceremony and he just happened to get a garter um, that she threw a garter uh, because they're getting stripped for the betting ceremony and he happened to get one, you know, like it's all, it's all really, um, it really depends on how much research George did. W weren't you so, weren't you yeah. one of the people that kind of criticized George on his lack of research for some things or that he just didn't really care that much to he's, do the research? He's, I mean, look, he, he's done no, no I mean, I, I, I joke about it cause he does an incredible amount of research, but every human being is going to be wrong. So like he gets things wrong, like Morningstar. He 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 fucked up. He doesn't know that Morningstar. That's what it was. Like, Morningstar. He he screwed up Morningstar and Flail. He screwed up. Uh, he mentions boiling oil. Like boiling oil didn't exist in medieval times. It's a, it was a myth. There's there's uh it was only boiling 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 water. Lord's Right to the first night was not actually a thing. Like that's another myth. You know like, and yet that's part of Ice and Fire. So there's a lot of things that like weren't part of real medieval history um that are in the story like rushes he talks about rushes being everywhere and people putting down fresh rushes and rushes being this rushes were not that big of a thing and like there's all sorts of these like little things that like 
became myths of the middle ages that he's included in his fantasy story that weren't that are not actually part of the middle ages um and then a lot of fantasy elements that wouldn't be there like telescopes and 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 stuff like that and um crossbows and like certain types of crossbows and stuff like that that wouldn't that are just anachronistic but like um so yeah like so you come to something like the garter and you don't know how much like research he's done and what he's trying to say you know is he is he actually do you take it at face value and go no like you know harwin strong was was actually a champion and and rhaenyra like lifted up her dress inappropriately and pulled a garter off and in in front of all the lords and ladies of of westeros when she's trying to be like taken seriously as 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 the heir to be queen um or you know is the author like being being ridiculous and, and biased and trying to make the betting ceremony look like something to make a situation where she's having sex with Lenor into a situation where she's having sex with Harwin, you know? That's that's a good point. By the way, we went over this chapter. I'm pretty sure we did because mm-hmm. this is like beyond the moment. We we went over for those of you who don't remember, we're going over House of the Dragon, not House of the Dragon, uh uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's it called again? The book Fire and Blood. <laughs> Get going, Fire and Blood. Thank you. We were going over Fire and Blood. I'm sh- pretty sure we covered this we, part. We did. We got we got into the dance. We got into Princess and the Queen material. We're at but, the part uh, where Rhaenyra. We're on Rhaenyra triumphant. That's where we are. Yeah. And uh, I, I, th- no wonder you're overanalyzing this because I do not remember th- this whole garter thing at all. It's one of those things where it just goes over your head and you like read over oh, it, right, And you yeah. don't think about it a second thought, right? Because I, I see what you mean. I mean. I mean, just thinking about this line, like in a, in a, because, you know, you've got modern eyes thinking about it through the story and through a biased story. And so it's like you, there's all these things affecting one when one reads the line, you know, like, am I supposed, like, a, a, you know, Rhaenyra giving a garter, like, and and you don't know how to interpret it like you don't know because in the modern sense it's like sexy and we associate it with such but in medieval times it was just part of tradition so it's right. not really clear whether or not she gave harwin strong a garter because she they're secretly lovers or because it's just a thing she gave one of her champions uh, for good luck or maybe it was the betting ceremony you know like what and, and and things are getting confused like it could be mm-hmm. that like giving a garter was no big deal it could be that it was just like it's just a, a belt on her calf. Like maybe that wasn't that big of a deal, or it could be that like no, the calf. I mean, in our own middle middle ages, like the the calf on a woman is like incredibly sexy. But um, in in and and that would be super risque. But is it that risque in Ice and Fire? Because Ice and Fire is freaking weird. Because Ice and Fire, there's 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 a hell of a lot more sex workers in Ice and Fire than there than there was in like actual history, you know. All this other crazy stuff going on, um, like Ice and Fire is more violent and 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 there's more sex than than like uh, than our than our real history. So you know, you just don't know. You don't know. Like there's just so much ambiguity. So um, about this stupid garter. Sounds like it's. I want I, I want to give George the benefit of the doubt and say that was the point to make it ambiguous as fuck. But at the same time, oh, yeah. this could have very well been a mistake that worked out in the end either way. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it's a, that 
some, something that's just, you know, you stumble, you stumble into something cool. Oh, I didn't even mean for the garter to be thought of in that, in that way. Oh, I was just picking a random thing. Because she could have chosen, like, a ribbon from her hair, you know. But right, instead, right. You know. Do, do you remember, you were telling me about this years ago, about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you were telling me about how uh, during the um, HBO's Watchmen podcast, the interviewer was interviewing uh was it Lindelof who mm. was behind yeah the whole yeah thing? yeah Damon he was, Lindelof he was interviewing Lindelof and he read into like a scene and he's like oh when you did this you really meant this and this and this is is that correct and Lindelof's like uh, yeah sure why not why <laughs> like <laughs> totally didn't mean to do it you remember what I'm talking about right yeah it's one yeah, of the I podcasts do. they do. did and like people really read into it and the author just goes. You got me. That's totally it. Which is such bullshit. I no, think no, this I is the think, same I think in that here. situation, he was like, I didn't think about that. But now that you say it, I'm totally saying it is. I think he like was like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, from now on, going to say that was the case or something like that. It was something, you know. Right. And I think this is, this. there you go. It worked out in the end for George. 